Hello, and welcome to episode 100 of the Casual Tryhard Try Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And we've been at this for 100 episodes. That's a lot of episodes. That is a lot of episodes. And this week, we're going to kind of take a retrospective of kind of where magic was when we started. And yeah. Did you ever watch uh, Supernatural? I have not. You've never seen an episode of Supernatural? I have not. Oh, so you know what it is, though, right? I know the show. I know okay. Negan is their dad. Um, <laughs> so, it, like at the beginning of the show, they'll do like a recap of like what has happened that like affects the current episode or whatever. Yeah, from like a hundred episodes ago or whatever. Uh, yeah, a million episodes. There's like thirty seasons of that show, and they'll say then. And then they'll do the recap, and then it'll say now, and then it's this week's like episode. So huh. that's what I thought we were going to do. It's then and now. There we go. I don't have to think of a name now. Thank you. Yeah, it's that, then and now. There we go. So if you would like to uh, tweet at us how magic has changed for you, I guess not regarding the pandemic or including the pandemic, you can get at us on Twitter at Casual Tripod. Yeah, you can also hit us up on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG. As always, you can drop us an email at show at casualtryhardmtg.com. If you guys are looking to pick up any singles, it is Christmas time. Prices are usually pretty low right about now. Um, you can do so through our TCG player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Uh, anything you purchase after following that link will get a small sliver up to help keep the show rolling. It uh, doesn't cost you guys anything, comes out of their back end and helps support us. If you guys want to support us a little bit more directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash casual tryhard MTG. Our patrons get early access to show notes. I try and post them up the day before the show goes live. And we also record our like pre-show audio check, two buddies catching up, shooting the shit kind of thing before every episode. And I post that on Tuesdays for our patrons. They get access to that. Also, I thought that we haven't ever called our patrons out. We have not. Did, did you want to call some of our patrons out? Sure. So our patrons, we've got a handful of them. Yep. So we have uh, George. And Chris. And Jamie. And Josh. And Ken. And Dom. Jason. And Juan. Is that Podcast Dad? It is Podcast Dad. Oh, okay. Yep. Thank you, everyone. Yeah, thanks to our patrons. You guys are awesome. You can uh, go s- hear the episode on YouTube. Very rarely we'll make a video. We were just discussing off air how long it takes to make a video. <laughs> yeah, way longer than it takes to make a podcast. Way longer. Yeah. Uh, this casual tryhard MTG is our YouTube channel if you want to check that out. I did post uh, to go along with the episode that we did a couple weeks ago about the kind of stuff we use and how we organize our collection. Um, I did post a video of kind of a walkthrough of my collection so you can kind of see how I do it. Um, And that's up on YouTube. And we also have a Discord channel. There's a link in the description. There's a link on Facebook. There's a link in Twitter. If you can't find a link or having a hard time getting the link to work, you can shoot us a message however you feel, and we'll send you a link to get you in there. Part of this episode came out of Discord. We got a lot of cool people shooting ideas around on Discord, so... 
hop on over and let us know what kind of stuff you want to hear about joining the conversation. Last week's guest, Christos, has been posting lists and being pretty active in Discord over the last few days. Yeah, some of them are pretty sweet, too. I kind of like that uh, Titan Company list. I haven't seen that one. I haven't didn't look. Yeah, it's very not good, but it's sweet. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I know which one. Yeah, 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 with uh, Lazav. Yeah, and uh, Honor Guard and Hushbringer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not good, but it's sweet. Yeah, sometimes you just want to have fun. Yep. It's certainly fun. All right, so... Like we said at the beginning, this is our 100th real numbered episode. There are a few, if you like look at your iTunes feed, like we're not quite, we're a little over 100, but we have 100 real Honest to God episodes. So we did a couple extra episodes and we did a super cut episode, but we also did like a double episode and skipped a week, right? Something like that, yeah. We broke it into two parts. I forget what we did. Yeah, I think so. So yeah, the episode numbers are kind of kind of messed up. But I this mean, if, is actually our hundredth episode. Yeah, if we were a TV show, we wouldn't count this Christmas special as an episode. It's not That's part true. of it. It's not part of it's not part of the season, <laughs> right? Like the Star Wars Christmas special, not canon. No one's like, right. oh man, it's like it's episode episode five, and then. Episode five and a half, the Christmas special. Nope, that just didn't happen. <laughs> Ignore the man behind the curtain. It's fine. All right. So we want to talk about what we were doing and where like Arena was and where Magic was. Back when we started way back, January 14th, 2019. So when was the last time you listened to that episode? January 13th, 2019. <laughs> I listened to like the first 10 minutes of it before I started writing just to kind of go back in time and see what we were doing. It was pretty cringy. Like, I can't believe that's still out there. Oh, no. Yeah. Do we need to re-record it? We do much better now. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I mean, our, our setup process for that episode was, hey, I have a mic. Cool. And you had a table. Yeah, and that was that was our setup. That was our prep. You have a yeah. mic? I do. You have a table? I do. Come on over. <laughs> yeah. We can make this happen. Not that James doesn't have tables at his house. Right. <laughs> he's a man he's a man with surfaces, but <laughs> but yes. So we, we do a little bit more prep and we mm-hmm. come out a little bit more uh, fancy sounding, hopefully. Yeah. Definitely so, sounds more professional now. Not that we're any more professional no, than the show no, is. No. It started for me being like, it'd be interesting to see like what we were playing and like yeah. how it stacks up. But there's a lot of other stuff to get through before then. So what was yeah, happening in I the world? I just wanted to like, yeah, like take a snapshot of what magic was like around that time frame and then kind of compare it to a snapshot of what magic is like now. Yeah. Um. So... Like I went back in time a little bit from what our first episode was because there was like some important stuff that happened right before we started recording. So I thought, you know, it might be important to, you know, kind of get the picture and talk about some of that stuff too. Okay. So um, what was going on in the in the big world of magic around when we started? So Arena was in beta. So I, I'm pretty sure it's not in beta anymore. I was right? going to ask like is they don't it, call is it, it still beta, beta the beta? 
Okay. I don't so, think so because they don't. They call it state of the game now. It used to be state of the beta. Yeah, I guess like last year it came out of beta te- technically something yeah. like that. Okay. But we were still pretty early into arena at this point. Yeah, I think like, like I think I think at this point you still had to have an invite to play, right? No, no, no. The open beta. It was open beta. Open beta started in October or November because that's when I started playing. I okay. started playing in like October or November. I think open oh, beta. Oh, so like right before the right before we started recording that. Yeah. So like I think open okay. beta started in like around there or like right around when is that uh Guilds of Ravnica was released? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh right right around there and I was a little hesitant and then I was like, "Eh." Like I think I was pre- like preparing to like play some PTQs or something. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, this is like the only way I'm going to get like practice. Right. That was back when they didn't have duplicate protection. Right. And then I had opened a bunch of guild packs. Mm-hmm. And then right after this, right after we started is when they introduced duplicate protection. Yeah. So like I had just opened like tons of the same Ravnica rare. Yeah. And those cards were just gone. Yeah. Forever. Like, oh. Yeah. So. So there was Arena. It's, yep. I don't know, it's better, but essentially still the same program. There's been some cosmetic stuff, some, like, quality um, of life stuff. Yeah, I think if you went back and played that arena, you would certainly think it's an inferior program to this the arena we have now. Yeah. Even though, like, there's still plenty to complain about. I think if you had to go back and play that old arena, you, w- you would think that you probably didn't want to play it. Yeah. It so, wasn't great at the beginning. So you have on here something that happened a little bit before we started, which uh-huh. is that Jerry T protested worlds. Yeah, I included this because I don't know if this was like a direct factor or whatever, but right after this happened, organized play kind of like turned on its head. So in taking a snapshot of this period of magic, I wanted to include that because that kind of felt like the first, the first crack in the globe or I don't know how you want to say it. Crack in the dam. Crack in the dam, sure. Yeah, where where organized play had been a certain way for a very long time, mm-hmm. and we've kind of gotten to the like snow globe version of organized play, where yeah. like every <laughs> every few months they just shake it, right, and just change it all up, and then it's like let's do it again. Yeah, and Jerry T is the reason that we had an emer- our like one emergency podcast which yes. is when he dropped out of he was in it was not rivals it was the mpl the mpl yeah he was in the mpl and then he dropped out mm-hmm. so that was With our world our, on fire yeah that was our our emergency pod that we yep. recorded like un unedited on like <laughs> a tuesday or a thursday or something yep. and just, just released it to the world get it out there yeah yep and then we had the like nomenclature change uh, for yeah. GPs becoming Magic Fest. Yep. And they also kind of did away with the Pro Tour and started calling it Mythic Invitational instead. At this point, they were still kind of the same thing. They are not any longer. But at this point, Mythic Invitational was just a renamed Pro Tour. Was it? And, yeah. Yeah, I thought the Mythic Invitational was like that weird thing that like Manguchi won, where it was like invitation only, and like um, that that's we- the, the Arena Invitational. That was, 
But I thought that was I thought that first one was a mythic invitational. They were mythic championships, right? Is what they got renamed to? Well that's what they're called now. No, now they're players tours. Oh yeah, 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 that's right. So it was like mythic championships because every time they yeah, do the arena boys, right. it's Turoff Toffel Severed, the mythic champion. Yeah, maybe you're right. And we have Otto Burchette winning the mythic championship. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So we have it was mythic championships and the mythic invitationals are those like small field like 32 yeah. player tournaments where they just like invite some magic pros some like mm-hmm. random streamers i'm looking at you uh what's that guy's name that didn't like magic oh yeah what was his name oh gosh the first person i thought of and i didn't want to put her on blast but we're gonna <laughs> do it anyway is sky bills Oh yeah, that that's not who I was thinking of though. I was the first person. No, but the the guy, the guy who yeah. was like, I don't like magic. I go to no events. Yeah. When he was like in, in the MPL. Very popular streamer, but whose name escapes me. Yeah, but yeah, where they just kind of invite randos. Yeah, they don't do that anymore though, right? Mm, or they haven't in a while, at least. They haven't in a bit. So, yeah, I don't know if they're going to do... I, I think those got moved out due to, like, the COVID stuff. As you can tell, they've changed the... They were Pro Tours, and then they were they Mythic Championships, be. and then they yeah. were... Now they're Players Tours, and there's... But there's, like, mm. Players Tours and Player Tours Finals, and... The qualifiers. Yeah, it, very... Then we also have the... Was it the Mythic Qualifier Weekend? Just yeah, that, that's just for arena though, right? Yeah, that's just for arena. Mythic too many mythic things. Yeah, too many names. Yes. Yeah. Then we had the last, in air quotes, of the master sets for the foreseeable future. Yeah, ultimate masters. Was that was that was the good one, right? Uh, yeah, ultimate masters was the one. The first box toppers were in ultimate masters. Okay, because there was. This was the year, 2018 was the year of, like, all the supplemental products, right? There was, like, was that M25 or was uh, that the yeah. next year? There's like nope, M25 was... and then, like, Ultimate Masters. Uh, and then there was one in between, right, that wasn't very good, that people didn't like? Um, Iconic was before Masters 25, I think. Okay. Yeah, one of those in there, the people were like, ugh, no good. Yeah. So, yeah, we got rid of Master sets, but, like... It seems like they're kind of coming back. Yeah, I mean, we have double masters. Oh, double masters, yeah. And we're getting remastered sets in paper. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah. Someone someone at Wizards was like, what can we do that requires the least amount of R&D but could make the most money? Just reprint whole sets. We're going to reprint whole sets but better, and then we're going to make versions of Chalice of the Boy that look different. Excellent. I'm pretty excited for that though. Those chalices are beautiful. Yeah, the old the old timey chalices. Yeah, with the sub art. Oh no, the sub art? I was thinking yeah, don't, of don't they have the magic online art that sub did? No, I thought that the, the, the thing with the chalices it was the original chalice art but in the original artifact frame. Well, it's in the like the alpha artifact frame, but I thought it was the sub magic online art. Oh, I don't know. But Master Sets went away and came back. Mm-hmm. And then we had the Mythic Editions, mm-hmm. which those were the the fancy boxes where like that they came with like eight like planeswalkers, like a box topper kind of treatment. Yeah. You could only buy from Wizards. Yeah, you could only buy them online. 
and it was like a partnership with like Wizards and eBay to sell them or something. And then, well, that was the War of the Spark ones. Was the, the first of... ones, I don't think the first ones were through eBay. The first no. ones were through the Hasbro Toy Store, which it just crashed like five seconds after that, like started. Yeah. Yeah, so they've been trying to figure out some way to sell these. <laughs> yeah. So we're a company and we sell stuff. We do. Do we have an online store that can handle more than three people? We don't. <laughs> okay. Is that is that a problem? That is that a problem? We're just going to make it work. Okay, cool. So I just looked up that Chalice of the Void and you're right. It's the Mirrodin artwork. Okay. And then the thing that probably matters most for gameplay Mm-hmm. is there were eight cards banned in 2018 prior to our first show. Right. So those were, were those like the Emrakul, Felidor Guardian? Probably, yeah. Uh, Reflector Mage bans? Yeah. And, you know, for context, like let's say 2016, and like back there'd been like no cards banned in standard for like right. 10 years or something. Yeah, right. for a very long time. And so there were eight cards banned in 2018. Yep. And, and they were... In 2019, we had 47 cards banned. So this is like the week after we recorded our first show was the first ban, and that was KCI, I believe. And then for the rest of that year, counting every format, there were 47 cards banned. Dear God. 47. And then we have my least favorite deck, perhaps ever. God, I hated this deck so much. (laughs) Uh, Autumn Burchette uh, won Mm -hmm. the uh, Mythic Championship in uh, Cleveland. Yep. With uh, Mono Blue Tempo is the wizard's approved name. Not not poopers. (laughs) It's called something else in the show notes. You patrons will get to see it. Yes. Yeah. Mono blue poopers. The deck that yeah. I tried to convince Christos could never beat the card shock. <laughs> but yeah, they are. Uh, they won that event. And that's kind of mm-hmm. what put them on the major magic scene. Like they'd won two British championships beforehand. Yeah. I mean, it was important for a couple of reasons. That's why I included it. Number one, like you said, it put Autumn on the map. Certainly somebody that not a lot of people had heard of beforehand, and now everybody does. Yeah. And then, like, that deck is a strange deck to take down a tournament of that caliber, which is another reason why it's important to note. Um, it was also the first Mythic Championship, and it was also very shortly after we recorded our first episode. So yes. I thought it was worth talking about. Yeah, Mono Blue was get ahead and stay ahead. And oh dear God, if I'm behind, I can never, ever, ever catch up. Never, ever. Ever, ever. But it had played a lot of permission and just enough threats that it was able to get ahead and stay ahead. Yeah. The reason it was mono blue was so it could play Tempest Gin. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, what was it? It's a blue, blue, blue for a star, star four or star yeah. three? Star four. Star four. And the star was this power was equal to the number of basic islands you controlled. Yep. So the card basically says you have to only play islands. Right. Otherwise it's terrible. Yeah. So it was like 
a spell pierce dive down a couple like soft counters for the early game and curious then... obsession hmm curious obsession curious obsession and then like just some like ant creatures yep so around that time that was before got ravnica allegiances came out yeah, I think and, our second episode or our first episode was the pre-release show for Ravnica Allegiance. Okay. I don't think we actually did a set review, but it was like that the following weekend was pre-release. Gotcha. So what were you playing? Blue Red Drakes. That was Enigma Drake, Crackling Drake, uh Lava Coils for removal and like some permission and removal. You got to bring in, um, God, what was it called? Star of Extinction out of the board for your Golgari matchup. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was so, this uh, Arclight Phoenix or was Arclight Phoenix not out yet? Arclight Phoenix wasn't out. Uh, okay. Like, th- this was, I think we were at like maybe two nibs in the main. Okay. So the blue, 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 red, red, well, red. Niv. If Arclight Phoenix wasn't out, Niv wasn't out yet. No, Niv was out. So is, is, Ar- is Arclight, were they in the same set? I think so. Yeah, so Arclight was out, but it wasn't the Arclight, Fe- Arclight Phoenix deck. Okay. So, yeah, so Arclight was, okay, yeah. Yeah, so Blue Red Drake's top 80 to PTQ. Mm-hmm. And uh, lost to Red White Aggro. Yeah. In the top eight. No, that had to be Allegiance. That couldn't have been Guilds. No, it was, it was definitely drakes was definitely in in what's it called in the fall because i was playing that deck on arena when i first started it was the ptq we played in the back of the arcade oh okay i I was playing drakes and and it had it had niv so maybe maybe arclight phoenix wasn't till the next set yeah maybe uh but anyway uh it was it was definitely playing drakes because it was lava coil and Niv, Crackling mm-hmm. Drake, Enigma Drake, and then just like, you know, stick a threat, play dive down. Yeah. Spell kill your something. Two yeah. turns. Kill your opponent in like two turns, and then it was all good. Yeah. And then you were playing my uh, the, my nemesis. <laughs> Golgari Explore. Yeah. The deck that needed to get Wild Growth Walker banned. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wild Growth Walker. Uh. Yeah, so. Uh, that won me a PPTQ. Yeah. Was that... What did you uh, get? Charleston. Okay. Yeah, I think it was me, Cameron, and Christos went down there. Oh, okay. Simpler yeah. times going places. I know. It's crazy. Huddled in the back room of a game store without a mask on. Yeah. Such a, such a rebel. Such a rebel. So yeah. those two were the best two decks in the format. Like, there was yeah. like a red-white aggressive deck that was fine. Like those decks, like those decks preyed on Drakes by playing um, Ixalan's Binding because you only really played like eight threats in your deck. And if they bound one, you just drew blanks. Yeah, just could never do anything about it. And then like Drakes was good against Golgari because it had flyers Mm -hmm. and cheap ways to like with dive down the spell pierce to protect them because like the main removal in that format was Vraska's Contempt. Which was expensive. Took your whole turn. Four mana, and you're just like, dive down. And then they're just like, oh, okay. Yeah, that was a waste of a turn. Yeah. Yeah, so it was um, a different time. Mm-hmm. For right? sure. I think the thing that was different 
about these decks. Golgari had a little bit of a snowball in um, Wild Girth Walker. Yeah. But it wasn't something that just was like undealable with. Like you could you could kill a creature. Oh yeah, I if mean, were... well, Wild Growth Walker is a bad magic card. Like, it's just a bad magic card. A two mana one three, yeah, that doesn't do anything until the next turn or a turn after that potentially. Yeah, unless you like have another card to make it do something. Right. But it fit in that format because it could get too big for lava coils. Yeah. So then you would like outsize the red decks, and then mm-hmm. and then it could just kind of be a threat. Uh, yeah. on its own but it did require well, work like the red like if you gain six life those red decks could never beat you yeah so it, it didn't matter how big the wild growth walker was you gained six life and they couldn't win yes very true yeah. and then we were prepping for events we were well kind of maybe not so much in january but i think the next big event that we went to after starting the show was gpdc right yeah and it says here that was Modern Horizon Sealed. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that tournament. That was we went with Tom. We were yeah. we were I, I edited the podcast and like wedged in like the way back in like the yeah. third row seat of his the family cruiser. Yeah, I remember that tournament too. Yeah, you uh top sixty four? Yeah, I did pretty well. Yes. Fiftieth, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Good time. Good time. I miss tournament. I miss tournaments. Yes, I would go play in a tournament now if I wouldn't perhaps die. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, th- I think that was the tournament I got my uh, my Grimonoliths. It was. Yep. Yeah. Looks like a Man. great investment now. Yeah. <laughs> so where are we now? So that's what we were doing. What Magic was doing. Hundred episodes we- ago. Hundred episodes ago. Now, fast forward to today. That was then. Oh, boy. This is now. This is now. The world is on fire. Everything is not fine. Yeah. The the dog's like, it's not okay. It's not okay anymore. He's got his mask on. His mask is on fire. Yeah. It's not okay. So, in Um, February, Watsy suspended all paper events. Yeah. Not before the dumpster fire opened. (laughs) Um, as I had down here, the worst tournament of our lives. Was it the worst tournament of our lives? It was the worst tournament I think I've registered for. I don't know. There was another team tournament we didn't do great in in Baltimore. Yeah. I think I had more fun at the one in Baltimore, though. This this one was just not good. Like, everybody there was sick, right? Wasn't there, like, some terrible GP crud going around? Yeah, maybe. Coronavirus. Yeah, maybe. Wow, we must have dodged that bullet, huh? Yeah, really. And like, wasn't there a whole bunch of weird like drama at that tournament too? Was there? Yeah, like one of the SCG streamers like had a breakdown. Oh, I I think there was like a like yeah, someone like there's some Twitter drama about like someone not like addressing like a female player. Yeah. That was that was was that the tournament we got paired wrong? And they had to pick us yeah, up and like move so. us partway through. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's when we did our Theros quick draft. Mm-hmm. You drafted, you played like one match, and then you were done. <laughs> we waited like 35 minutes for that quick draft to happen. Yeah. And then we said we're done, and we left. And we left. 
Um, Not a great tournament. Not a great tournament. We went from arena being a way to supplement like paying paper events Mm -hmm. to arena now being the only way basically to play magic. Yeah, unless you count magic online and I don't. Or like if you're like, have you seen like the the command fest that like Channel Firebird is doing where people are like dangling cameras like over their desk? Yeah, playing webcam magic. Yeah, that I don't think I could do that. That seems too hard. Yeah. Well, not only that, it seems hard to like see the cards. Like yeah. I don't know how big your monitor has to be for you to see three board states on it. Yeah, it seems bad. Yeah, not ideal. We went from prepping for Magic Fest to there now being no Magic Fest scheduled. Yeah, none at all. And there's not even talk about like them coming back. Like, yeah, we, we but... assume that someone's making money on them, mm-hmm. so they ha- so they will come back. Right. But we'll see. Yeah, I mean, we kind of what's it the pre-show we just touched on this briefly, where you said like maybe nine months and there'll be another GP or whatever. Yeah, but probably more like a year before they start scheduling them again. Yeah, and like that's the thing is you you don't just like turn on the GPs. Like there ha- there has to be some sort of prep time for advertisers and setting up venues and coming out with whatever new policies there's going to be as far as like human interaction goes. And yeah, like it could be that in 2022, yeah. they're like we're going to start scheduling GPs, and the first GP is not scheduled till June. That yeah, that is probably more likely in in my brain. Yeah, so and that's a long time from now. That is a long time from now. Yeah. The the, the wee terrorist Gavin will be walking. Whew, that's yeah. scary. I know. I gotta like put my magic cards up higher. Uh, <laughs> Before, <laughs> so by the next time you play a game of paper magic, Gavin will be walking. Yes, that could very well be true. Wow. All of our organized play is on arena which has led to the rise of Historic mm-hmm. uh, from the meme format that everyone thought no one would play to the right. hottest format that everyone has to play. Yeah. All, I mean, that's all anybody's playing right now. Yeah, like, I don't know, like, why anyone would play Standard. Yep. Like, no, no idea. I don't even know what I would play in Standard right now. I haven't played a game of Standard in... Uh, the the best deck is rogues. Still, like, mm-hmm. it wasn't the most represented deck at the players tour or I guess Zendikar Rising Championship. Yeah, but it had the highest win rate okay. of all the standard decks. But yeah, like everything's on arena now, which mm-hmm. is good for like viewing, but like kind of bad in terms of like variety of things to watch right like yeah. it used to be you could like you'd watch like standard standard then there'd be like a modern event or right. a legacy event or you know there'd be something to like or, or there'd be like limited right yeah and now it's just like do you want to watch these uh same four decks in historic that have been around for the last like three months yeah no too bad it- it's kind of something that, like, I think I had somewhere else in the notes, but we're going to talk about it here because you brought it up. I think Arena is much better to view on stream than Magic Online is, like, by a mile. But I would still much rather watch Paper Magic. Like, I, I don't find myself compelled to turn on coverage on a weekend 
And in the before times, that's always what I had on my TV. Working on the show or prepping for a tournament or sorting cards, I always had coverage on. At I work? Tell you. Yeah, I used to watch coverage at work. I'd have it on my computer while I was working cards, listening to it or whatever. I couldn't even tell you the last tournament that I watched, like beginning to end. I watched one of the like one of the things over the summer or mm-hmm. like early fall. Like I just for some reason watched like the whole weekend. Yeah. But I think part of it is we're all playing arena. Mm-hmm. Right. We've all played these matchups. Right. We all know how these games play out. And so like you're not seeing anything new or novel. Right. Yeah. Like it's just the same thing. Like I said, it's the same two formats. Yeah over and over and over again Mm -hmm. and to like kind of dunk on wizards a little bit like how many events big in air quotes events have just like snuck up on you that you're like prepping the show or we're talking and we go like hey did you know the zendikar rising championship starts on friday and you go the what (laughs) and i'm like exactly yeah, yeah, that's true too. I don't know where they're advertising this stuff. Not to people that play Magic, right? <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know. And it started to fall off even in the before times, as I guess mm-hmm. that is our new terminology uh, <laughs> before COVID and before the podcast, the before times, right? Where I guess in 2018, going into 19, like Star City went from doing co- from doing an event every weekend mm-hmm. to like every other weekend. And, like, you lost that kind of, like, safety net of, like, it's Saturday. It's 11 a.m. There's something starting somewhere. There's something starting somewhere, or it's, like, round two of the SCG tournament. Yeah. I can just go turn that on and have it on while I'm doing something else. Yeah. Right? Like, you lost that. Like, you know, it'd be like if, I mean, it's kind of like this college football season where it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, does favorite school have a game this weekend well it might have got canceled for covid or <laughs> yeah some myriad other things players might be protesting like i don't know yeah. there might not be a game right? right where normally it's like oh every weekend there's a game i want to watch it used to be mm-hmm. like every weekend there's some magic thing i want to like watch yeah and now that it's like you know once a month yeah maybe twice a all month the same yeah. Yeah, and it's and it's all the same. It's like, oh, we're gonna we had our sweet standard tournament at the beginning of the format, and then we're gonna have our mm-hmm. sweet same standard tournament at the end of the format. And it's like, yay. Yeah, it, like and the metagame hasn't evolved at all in the meantime. Or like the only reason it's evolved is because they had to like ban two cards. Right, yeah. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, cool. Yeah. I mean there's also like another part of it too that I was actually talking about with somebody today. I stopped in the game store on my lunch break today to say hi and uh one of my friends was in there sean he was saying he's a big board gamer and he had said that you know he misses playing board games and you know it's makes him sad that it's going to be you know another six nine months whatever until he can you know sit down and play board games with his friends and then he made the comment that you know at least i had arena to fall back on and i said yeah but like that's not how I prefer to play magic. Like a big part of why I play magic is the social part of it. And that's non-existent on arena. And I think that translates in coverage too. Like I would much rather watch, 
you know, two people playing paper magic than watch arena, even though, you know, arena is much better to look at the magic online. There's way more stuff that goes into a game of paper magic than goes into arena. Like think about that tournament you were talking about just a little while ago. That was that white red aggro deck that LSV played. Yeah. And he had that whole thing in the very end of his last match with that big bluff that oh. doesn't exist on arena. Yeah. Where he like, fake like he was going to put down the token that was against uh what is his name french guy Dizani, jeremy Dizani. yep made it look like he was going to make a token with his legions landing yep like is like Dizani was like trying to line up his block uh like his attacks and figure out how lsv was going to block and then lsv settled him yeah settled the wreckage yeah it was like in the semifinals was it semifinals because lsv mauled to four against oh yeah yeah, what is his name uh Aaron Ellenbogen. Yep. In game five of their of their set. Yep. But I mean, even something like that, right? Like, you know, the drama of okay, he's almost a six. Shuffle, 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 shuffle. Yeah. Oh, Jerry's a six. Oh no. Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Like now it's just like push a button, new hand. Push a button, new hand. Right. You don't have that same like build up. Mm Hmm. Of like, oh no, I hope this five's good. Oh geez, what if this five's not good? Oh no, it's not good. Right, yeah. It's like, nope, nope. It's like, okay. Right, yeah. like you, you lose some of that like drama inherent with that or mm-hmm. like, you know, even people like, you know, not the ankle shooty stuff, but like making a mistake due to right. like paper magic stuff. Yeah. You're just like, oh man, this person missed the trigger. Right. So this gave someone an opportunity they wouldn't have otherwise had. Oh, that's gone. Oh, wow. You know, I haven't even thought about missing a trigger in so long. I'm going to be such a bad magic player. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be awful. It's just going to be like mono red, no triggers for a while. (laughs) Like, you know what I can't do? Swing of things. I can't like rally the ancestors and have like 15 triggers from like a corpse knight on the uh, that have to happen. (laughs) Like it just none of them will happen. I'll just be like rally for three. Go. Oh, <laughs> oh, you were supposed to be dead. All these yeah. guys get exiled now. No. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, just all that stuff that's just, you know, not that we're just not mm-hmm. in the hang of like all that stuff's just not things that can happen on arena. Right. No takes, chalice checks. No chalice checks. The Cameron Galindo special. Yeah. Which is spell, spell, spell that should get counted by cat chalice. Go. Yeah. <laughs> two drop, two drop, one drop your turn. Okay, I'm going to untap. Oh, he got me again. Right? Gotcha. None of that stuff, right? Like, no, like, drawing a second card when another set's out. Right? It just <laughs> it just lights up red, and you can't draw a card. Right. Right, just all of those things that you just, like, don't think of. Yep. Right? All that stuff has been gone. Forgetting there's an arrow in your graveyard. Yeah, no, it's just sitting there. Yep. I mean, but in fairness, if you're playing blue and green, there's always an arrow in your graveyard. That's true. It just always is. Yeah. Um, a thing that changed that had never been done before mm-hmm. was we have prints directly into formats now, specifically yeah, modern. Really yeah. Right. Like, I guess you could say that, like, the commander products were also printed directly into Legacy, but that's not what they were there for, right? They were not even close. Like, they, how many cards out of the commander precons made it into legacy true name file smasher Kess, Kess, like fiery confluence fiery confluence that might be it 
I'm yeah. probably missing one. But yeah, for the most part, not very many. Simpler times. So we have Modern Horizons, mm-hmm. uh, which was all new cards or cards from... Pre-modern sets. Pre-modern sets that were put into Modern. Right. Uh, I have here that it just blew up Modern. Like, it did. After Modern Horizons, like your favorite deck probably wasn't good anymore. Correct. And um, likely will never be good again. Yeah, between Modern Horizons and just like the the other the other stuff. Yep. Right. But like that led to bannings of Modern Horizons cards. Yeah. In Modern, I'm looking mm-hmm. at you, Hogak. <laughs> yeah, almost instantly. Yeah, and Astrolabe. And is Astrolabe, Astrolabe nope. banned. It is. And like it's just now like before Core Twenty. I don't know. Like right around there, Modern Horizons is probably the, one of the most powerful, if not the most powerful set ever printed. Mm, yeah. It's pretty, like, maybe one yeah. of the, like, old Urza's block sets, like Urza Saga. Well, I mean, it was certainly the most powerful set in modern. Yeah, it's the most powerful, like, m- like modern legal set. Yeah. Pretty, pretty clearly. Yeah. And it just, it changed the face of modern. Right. And then kind of the rest of the prints from 2019 and 2020 forward have yeah. just like changed modern substantially. Yeah, like almost unrecognizable. Yeah. And then we have Modern Horizons 2 coming up this summer. Which we again, do. if past is prologue, there's going to be some ridiculous stuff in that set. Yeah, I don't know that. It's going to be exactly like Modern Horizons, though. I'm sure there's going to be ridiculous stuff in it, but they already said that they're putting the fetch lands in it, so it's already going to be different from Modern Horizons because there's going to be reprints of cards already legal and modern in it. Yeah, but I think there there will be new cards, and yeah. the last like two to three years of design philosophy, like if you think about like when. The sets that came out in 2019, they were designed in like 2017, 2018. Yeah. Right. So let's say from like the people designing cards in 2017 to now mm-hmm. have thought some wild cards were uh, okay. Yeah. So I'm assuming Boris. there's going to be some like paragraphs of value <laughs> on some cards. Questing beast, but it's two men. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, but it's red green. It's harder to cast. Yeah, uh, it's bl- it's black green. It's, it's black green. and it's a four four flyer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's a joke. Not everyone's gonna get. Yeah, that's a callback. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say that like back in the day when a card had a paragraph of text, that was because they didn't know how to like adequately explain the rules, and you yeah. end up with like um, change of Mephistopheles. Exactly, where like it's not that difficult. But they just didn't have, like, the vocabulary. The way they worded it, you need a flowchart to understand it. Yeah, same with, um, like, gosh, there's there's a couple cards that are just, like, piles Ubliette. of... Yeah, piles of cards, that, uh, words that you're just like, well, that's not that bad now that I think about it. Yeah. But, um, uh, but now when there's a, when there's a paragraph, it's like, it's like, oh, this card has, like, four triggered abilities, two activated abilities... Mm-hmm. and a million other things yeah. so that's probably gonna like shake up the format like that's like the next big thing 
We already yeah, mentioned that'll probably be summer of 21, right? Yes. I think they said. Yeah. It's weird that of like these Modern Horizon sets, if every like two years there's a pseudo rotation in Modern. Oh, <laughs> the non-rotating format rotates due to power creep. Yeah, where you're just like, hey, here are these uh, new cards. And it's like, oh, man, none of my other cards are good. Right. Or like, you know, let's say they print some ridiculous card that makes Jund playable, right? I don't, I don't even know what you could print that would make Jund playable I've at this n- point. Um, one black green, it enters play, it uh, draws you a card, it gains you a life, uh, gains you three life, and it bolts one of your opponent's things, and then you can... Uh, uh, retrace it? Retrace it, yeah, or something. <laughs> it is a 6-6 six, six body. Like I don't know, we can come up with something. <laughs> I mean, the the template's there. Yeah. But, or, or it's just Jund colors, and it doesn't go to the graveyard. It's just like Jund... And it like your opponent discards a thing, you draw a card, and you bolt something every time you attack. Every turn, yeah. Every turn, and it's a six six. Yeah. yeah. But right, you know, so let's say you got rid of your Jun cards, and they printed this mythical Jun thing. Now you've got yeah. to like go get your Jun cards again, mm-hmm. right? Like it, you know, it used to which be are a- way cheaper now. <laughs> they are, but like it used it used to be like you know you would play things and they would. Like maybe you would like make a deck a little bit better or a little bit worse based on a print. And right. like, it's just like, nope, boom. Decks yeah, are grenade. unplayable. Decks now exist that didn't exist. It's it's a very right. different world where like Modern Horizons 1 kind of like rotated the format. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we, we had bands that rotated entire decks out of the format on accident. Yeah. What was that? What was that one? Mox Opal. Oh um, yeah, Mox Opal because Urza from Modern Horizons was too good with Mox Opal. Right. So you had to ban Affinity. So then yeah, like no one's played an Arcbound Ravager in years. Yeah, despite having like three new printings of it. Yeah, like I have my Arcbound my like PTQ promos or my Arcbound Ravagers. Yeah, and they were in a secret lair. Yeah, and now that card's like no is not played anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah, because the problem wasn't Mox Opal. The problem was Urza's busted. Right. But they couldn't ban another card out of uh, from Modern right. Horizons out of uh, Modern. Right. So it's like, I guess Opal's the card we can get rid of. It's like, isn't Urza still really good? <laughs> Shh. We can't talk about that. Yeah. So we went no more master sets at the end of 2018. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of this summer, we were like, "Woo, master sets are back!" Double masters, double masters, including two hundred dollar booster packs. Yeah, yeah, or a whole bunch of singles that I bought. Yeah, you you That's want some? You want some uh, foil full art thought seizes? I know a I guy. Some. I got yeah. some. Yeah, They're beautiful. Yes, like that was that was a set that was, if nothing else, like the. The extended art things were mm-hmm. good to pick up. I guess that is something that we could we don't have on here as what has changed, but well, I mean, we kind of do. It's the next thing. Yeah, like the mythic editions turned into secret layers. Yeah, and but, then like kind of ancillary to that, we got these um, the new like alternate art printings that are kind of going with every set. Yeah, like just the fact that now seemingly every set there is like multiple printings of every card 
in foil and non-foil. Yeah, there was... I meant to send it to you. I don't think I did, It was a Goldfish video. How much would it cost to buy one of every card printed in 2020? Yeah, I I didn't know that it was a video. I read the article. Oh, it was a video. Okay. It was $31,000. Right. If you bought one of every card, foil and non-foil, every version... Right. For the year on like, you know, beginning of December TCG player prices. Mm-hmm. It was $31,000. Insane. Because there are 21 versions of Teferi Time. Master of Time. 21 yeah. versions. Yeah. There are 10 non-foil and 11 foil versions of that card. Stupid. Why? Yeah. Right? Like, I think it's funny that we were doing the expeditions and the masterpieces and it was like, oh man, we're running out of cards to print in this style. Yeah. We need to stop doing these. And the solution was, let's just print every card in this style. <laughs> every set. And it's like, why? The only upside of the there's a million versions of stuff mm-hmm. is there's always a more desirable version. More desirable yeah. version than the basic pack like yeah. non-foil so that dry, yeah like the the cost of those rares is significantly less than it would be because it's like yeah. well i can get a regular uh skyclave apparition for two dollars or four dollars but i can get mm-hmm. the full art one for seven so i'll just get the full right. art one so that yeah. makes the regular one less desirable mm-hmm which I guess is good if we can ever play Magic and Paper again. Yeah, I mean, it gets more people playing Paper Magic. Yeah. That was actually a question that I was going to ask you here. Um, when I had it written down, you know, Mythic Editions turning into Secret Layers, is now that we're like a year into Secret Layers, how do you feel about Secret Layers? Yeah, I'm good. We don't need this. You don't like them at all? So the the adage of not every product is for you, and people getting mm-hmm. mad that Wizard says that, like yeah. I am fine with like, like I am fine with them existing. Mm-hmm. The thing that got me is it came up in that video or article that you had read from Goldfish. Yeah, there have been twenty eight secret layers this year. Yeah, that's more than one every two weeks. Yeah, that's a lot. Right, like that's a ton of uh, product. Mm-hmm. Right, like you know. I worry, and we've brought it up before, the just the idea of, like, there's only so much disposable income. Right. And especially now. Yeah. Right? How many people are going to be like, I just can't keep up with this stuff. I'm just not going to bother. Right? Apparently not enough, because they just keep grinding through these things. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw, I, I think it was today, there was an article that said that, uh, 2020 is the best year that Magic's ever had. Sales-wise? Yeah, which is absolutely insane since nobody is allowed to play. I mean, the how much of that is like Arena Bucks, though? Or is that Paper Magic? Um, it, it was just a comment on social media, but it was some it was somebody from Wizards. I think it was something that Mark said. Okay. But, like, yeah, if it's, if it's Arena Bucks, like, that makes sense. Like, you're trapped at home and there's nothing for you to do. Yeah. 
So I'll spend 20 bucks on arena mm-hmm. when you might not otherwise do that. Right. And, right. But know, that also means that there's more people spending money on a, or people are spending more money on arena than, than they did on paper product. Yeah. But which I is mean, kind of insane. But I guess how many people like, there might just be more people playing arena, right? Like we, I think we view arena as a way to transition into paper. Yeah. But there might be a lot of people that just see like arena is magic. Oh, that's true. I hadn't thought of that. Right. Like, what are the odds if we open a paper, tur- if we start having paper tournaments? Yeah. That Crokies will come down off of his throne and play with the plebes in paper. <laughs> I bet you he does. Maybe. But how many people that watch Crokies, that's not even something I think about. Right. Playing yeah. in paper. Right. Yeah. Like, this is just like, you know, we're in the like, hearthstone space yeah. of this game exists on my computer mm-hmm. i mean it, it could also be that like you know there were enough people like you and i that weren't like financially adversely affected or mildly financially adversely affected by more COVID. inconvenienced yeah that yeah. still had money to spend on magic right, right. and we're like okay they're giving me a new premium product every two weeks. Yeah. I guess I'll buy some movies. Yeah. Also, like, think about, like, on some level, right, your game store is a rake in that, yeah. right, when you spend $15 on a draft, let's say, mm-hmm. right, $15 left your pocket and you bought somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 to $12 worth of, like, wizard product. Right. That your game store paid, you know, $7 for. Yeah. Right. So Wizards gets $7, let's say, you know, no, no middleman, just they get seven bucks for that transaction. Yeah. Right. Now you buy a secret layer. You're buying straight from Wizards. There's no rake anymore. There's no one that's skimming. So when you give Wizards $15, they get $15 or $30, right? Right. Yeah. If you gave your game store $30 for two drafts, Wizards saw 14 yeah. of it, right? You yeah. give your you give Wizards $30 for a secret layer, they see all 30 bucks. Yeah, and like another thing on piggybacking on that is the Walking Dead or the Walking Dead secret layer. Did uh-huh. you hear about that? They said that that is by far the most popular secret layer that they've done despite all of the, you know, social media press to the contrary. They sold more copies of Walking Dead Secret Lair than any other Secret Lair. So, I hope, like, there are no good lessons for them to take from this, right? Yeah. The the two lessons they can take are, oh, hey, let's do more crossover stuff with other IPs, mm-hmm. right? As someone said, get ready for minion Secret Lairs. <laughs> or two, hey, let's print more exclusive cards right in secret layers because people like that and like i feel a lot of the sales like the sales are driven by fomo anyway Mm -hmm. right but then you also had the fomo of oh my god what if cars don't exist anywhere else yeah what what if if, one's broken yeah what if one's broken and then you like look at the last two years and you're like okay one's broken (laughs) <laughs> and I've just got to figure out which one it is, and I have to have them. So, right. like, you know, you don't have the Allosaurus Shepherd conundrum 
Oh, this right. card's eighty dollars. Mm-hmm. Now it's eighty dollars, and we're not allowed to play Paper Magic. Right. How much is that card when there's actually tournaments? Yeah, when, like, and it's out of print. Yeah, when there's like a legacy, when someone's going to a GP and there's a legacy side event, right. and they really want to play elves and they need two yep. Allosaur shepherds. Yep, and it costs as much as a guy's cradle. Yeah, and it's like this is absurd, right? Yeah. And so whatever his name is, the white one, Emil. No, 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 no. Sorry, I was. Oh, thinking... in, in Walking Dead. Walking uh, Dead, Rick. Rick. Right? Yeah. Like, if Rick is the death and taxes, like, card that you have to have. Right. Right? Which he kind of is. Kind of. Right? So, you need to have two Ricks. You know, you could get it for $35 in the secret layer, Mm -hmm. or they're going to be $80 a pop. At least. Right? So, I don't know. Right? I don't know either. Like there's no there's no good thing for magic players that comes out of that being their most popular secret layer. You know, I agree with you there. I think I'm higher on secret layers in general than you are though. I dig them. Um I've ordered a bunch and like I'm not shy about it. I have enjoyed ordering most of them. The only one I did feel bad about ordering was the Walking Dead one, but I ordered them anyway cuz I thought Lucille was a cool card. Yeah. Um well, I think that them ex- them existing as a way for people to get fancy versions of the cards they want. That's fine. Like, yeah. whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I just worry that, again, like, you're you're separating, like, your customers from their money. Right. And at some point, they have to stop buying other products. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, how much of the secret layer purchasing was because you weren't having to buy cards for standard? Uh, well, probably a very large amount. Yeah, like I don't have to keep up with standard because I just play right. that on well, arena. Well, you don't have to keep up with any format, really. Yeah, so I'll just like play this on arena. Yeah. I just worry that like between, you know, we used to say that like, well, I don't want to play Magic online because I got to keep a paper collection and a digital yeah. collection. And arena, you're doing the exact same thing, but you just can't cash out of that collection. That's true. And so like, you're like, have your paper collection, have your digital collection. And we need you to buy some fancy paper versions of cards. And hey, have you been to the store? It's 30% <laughs> off of this fancy version of this digital card that you have. Yeah. So, like, there just comes a point where, like, your your customer base is like, yeah, no moss. Yeah. And it might be that we get to that point and then Wizards has to, like, scale it back. But for, like, two years, they're just, like, you know, Scrooge McDuckin' it. Mm-hmm. And then they well, have to pull it back. We just had the super secret versary drop, whatever, right? That was like five five different secret layers. Yeah. And then there's already four more announced for January. Dear God. So you've got like the first four weeks of January, there's a secret layer every week. Yeah, like... Right after Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It seems like there's like a... There's a tipping point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, maybe it just like forces people to pick and choose more than they have been. Because, like, there's a lot of people that have just been buying everyone, and I don't know that that's feasible anymore. Yeah. So either people are going to have to start picking and choosing, or it's just going to force people out of magic. Like, you just get overwhelmed and say this isn't worth the stress, and I'm done. Yeah, like I like I said, I we know that I've bought two Thalias, and that's all I've bought. Yeah. 
because like I don't know, like I'm of the mindset of like I'll just go by the singles. Yeah. If there's one I really want, but at the same time though, you know, it's I don't know the like you have five days to buy it or whatever. Like I'm like I don't know. Like yeah. the other day, I was supposed to go into work and sign like a retirement card for someone and chip in for a gift. And then on yeah. Friday, he sent an email thanking everyone for the card. And I was like, oh, crap, it's Friday. Like, I totally <laughs> lost two days. I had no, I was like, like I got to go in and do that. And then it's Friday. Oops. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have time to, like, worry about missing stuff. Screw that. Yeah. So off of Brian's capitalism is bad stance, um, <laughs> on to, as we talked about the snow globe of organized play, the pro yeah. tour and pro points are gone. They are. Uh, and the the joy of the pro tour and the pro points where I could sit someone down mm-hmm. and clearly articulate to them right. how playing at F&M mm-hmm. could get them to the pro tour. Correct. Right? Like, okay, you play at F&Ms, you earn points. That makes your GPs a little bit easier. And yep. you can, like... You know, you could do really well at a GP and qualify for the pro tour that way, or you yep. could do really well at like four or five or six GPs and get enough right. pro points to like get an invite to the pro- like you could explain to someone. Right? right now, it's like MPL and rivals, where yeah. like I feel that a big part of getting into MPL and rivals, at least what we've seen in the first two years. It's, it's a derisive thing to say, but having Twitter followers. Yeah. Right. Like it was getting an invite to a mythic invitational or to an invite event, mm-hmm. then doing well. Right. To then chain that into your next invite. Yep. And then, you know, like Kenji's in rivals and Kenji's in rivals. Cause he like got invited to a thing, did well, then did well in the next one. And now he's in rivals. Mm-hmm. And like, not saying Kenji didn't deserve that invite, but you know there are players that like that kind of dream from like game store to pro tour. Yeah, it's kind of broken. It's like, yo, okay, so you're at the game store, right? Yeah. What I need you to do is I need you to go to Best Buy. I need you to buy a computer <laughs> and a webcam. Right. And then I need you to go start streaming. And then, for some reason. I need people to find you and watch you. Yes. Yeah, so and get good at that. Get good at that. And then this other thing, right? Yeah. I mean, and it happens, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know what Crokies was doing before he started streaming arena. Yeah, I have no idea. Right. But he's like the, t- one of the top magic streamers now. Oh yeah, definitely. Right. You know? And so he's gotten, he's actually turned down invites to things. Mm hmm. But, like, he's gotten access that a, a player of equal caliber that didn't stream would not have. Oh, absolutely. There are certainly better Magic players than Krokies. Our Lord and Savior has no peer. <laughs> um, sure. But, but yeah, so, like, it's it's a much harder kind of thing to explain. And it's like, well, you have the MPL players... And then they like make slightly more money than the rivals players and they get invited to more things that don't happen anymore. And then like, <laughs> the, like 
I could not explain to you, if you put a gun to my head and be like, explain MPL rivals and challengers to me, I'd just be like, pull the trigger. Like, I don't want to spend five minutes, like, fumbling through this and get shot at the end anyway. Yeah, because you're going to be wrong. Yeah, just end it five minutes early, because we know what's going to (laughs) happen. Right. Yeah, it's so strange. Right. So it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And Like, it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't really give anybody anything to shoot for. Like yep. that that was one of my like when I get started getting competitive with magic, that was one of the things that I enjoyed about the game was that I had something to work for. I could work towards getting on the pro tour. Even if it was just one pro tour and I scrubbed out, I made it to the pro tour. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now you can't get there. You can't get there. Like- you need to social media you need to market yourself you need to get followers you need to stream like none of those things have anything to do with magic right magic doesn't get you followers and magic doesn't get you social media yeah so it's like like if the pinnacle now is mpl and rivals right it's all those things like we could still like do the mythic qualifying weekend right and, and like make the pro tour right right but like I don't know they, but like that's kind of been replaced as like the upper echelon of magic. Yeah. Right. The yep. upper echelon of magic is MPL. It's like, okay. It's like, okay, now make the pro tour through whatever ways. Okay. Now win the pro tour, win the players, uh, the, the pro tour championship or whatever the next thing is, mm-hmm. or the players tour, then the players tour championship, then that can get you in the MPL or rivals. And it's like, well, it, it can't get you directly into the MPL. You have to be in Rivals to get into the MPL. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. The when the upper echelon was be a platinum pro in make the pro tour. That yeah. was something that you could easily articulate. If you want to be the best, you've got to like you know, not an easy thing, not a true thing. Like you basically only what the only thing you do is you play magic. Mm-hmm. You are one very good at it, and then it's right. all you really do. Yep. And then if you're good enough, that will get you to the upper lo- levels. And now that that chain is broken. Right. Like doing really really well gets you only so far. Mm-hmm. And again, not saying that anyone that's at these upper levels doesn't deserve it. Oh yeah, it's no, they're definitely the, better magic player than I am. Yeah, it's just the way to get there. Like, for years, it was, you know, there was a, a clear path. And it seems yep. like now the path is clear to a point. Yeah. And then it kind of gets, like, weird. Lost in the swamp. Yeah, lost in the swamp. Snow-globed. Yep. That's right, snow-globed. All right. So, we've had 55 cards banned across all formats. This year. This year. This year. 2020. 2020. The year that no paper magic got played. Yeah. The year we've ignored the existence of modern and pioneer. Right. Mm. And with 55 cards banned. And those are just the truly, truly, truly egregious cards. Yeah. (laughs) And Uro is still still legal in pioneer, modern, and legacy. That's what I was just going to say. Uro is still around. Yeah. And then seven cards have been erased from existence, but none of those cards again are named Uro or Veil of Summer. No, these Correct. were these were the cards that were 
that went on the scale from full on racist to yeah. are you sure it's racist? <laughs> like that was kind of the scale they were on. It was yeah. invoke prejudice prejudice. Is that a bunch of clans dudes on the <laughs> art to like yeah. rock throwing devils? Prettish gypsies. Yeah. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. Like, Pradesh is a bad word. It's like, yo, look. If I have got to, like, go to Google and look it up. And it, Pradesh is a bad word? I, I think it's Pradesh. I, I don't think it's Gypsy they got rid of. I think it's the Pradesh no, part of it. I, I was pretty sure it was because they were Gypsies. gypsies Maybe it's because they were Gypsies. Yeah, I think Gypsies is insensitive. Either way. Yeah. Right, we've... Either way. We have... We were on this scale of cards that we've decided are bad that, like, are no longer even on Gatherer. Yeah, like, you, at one, I don't know if they're still doing this, but at one point, you can't even sell your copies of this card on eBay. Oh, really? They will, they will pull your listing. Wow. Cards do not exist. Interesting. Yeah. So, Weird. Weird. What are we playing now? Does it matter? Not really. Yeah, not really. <laughs> I mean, my engagement with magic now is, and this comes up a little bit later, is I get the minimum four wins. Yeah. Typically maximum 10 wins. Because 10 wins after your 10th win, the payout is less good. And there's no more gold. Right. And that's basically it. Mm-hmm. Like and there's I don't think there's any more experience after ten wins either, right? Yeah, but, I don't think so. But that's basically it. Like, what can I play to get me those wins, in like the least time-consuming, rage-inducing way possible? Yeah, like it. It doesn't really matter because you're not prepping for anything. Like you're not practicing a deck to go play in a tournament with. You're not like you're not buying into a deck in paper. And want to get good with it on arena like you have everything you know what i mean if you've been and, playing a lot you have everything yeah yeah and like even if you don't have everything you probably have the better part of at least two decks you know what i mean yeah so if one deck isn't performing you switch and you don't even think twice about it oh i don't feel like playing sultai anymore let's switch to sculpted steel and you don't even think you just click and now you're playing artifacts. Yeah. See, There's... the problem the problem is, is I'm so lazy, I don't even go to the point of like making the other deck. Like yeah. <laughs> I've been thinking about putting together the colorless ramp deck for like two weeks. Can't be bothered to go <laughs> build it. You can't be bothered to hit import. <laughs> can't be bothered to go find Kenji's list and hit import. No, too hard. Yeah. Oh, speaking of there's a different version of that deck of the, like, uh, um, they were talking about an arena deck list of the Sultai list. It's just blue-green. Oh, it yeah. It plays, um, it's from Dominaria. It's like a five-mana 4-4. Four, four. And when it comes into play, you, you have to return, you or you can return a historic permanent. You can return okay. itself. Yeah. So if you have enough mana rocks... You can just go like Paradox Engine, play that, oh, bounce itself. Infinite. So just go infinite off of that. 
Oh. So, like, they were talking about how, like, if you have Karn in your deck, because, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, gosh. Kai didn't have Karn in his deck. Like, it's like, yeah. you just, like, have Karn, you go get that, and you can just, like, go infinite from, like, a Karn on the battlefield, and yeah. that, in, in a Paradox Engine, you can go infinite. Whew. So. That's a, that's a lot of clicks, though. It is a lot of clicks. Uh, but, like, Nick Prince was streaming it, if anyone's interested in looking it up. But, yeah. yeah, like, there's no, there's no stuff going on. Yeah. You're not, you're not trying to get good for anything. Like, you're just basically trying to get your wins. Yeah, just what, trying to keep up with the the format, I guess. Not the format, but the program. Yeah, is is all. And, like, you know, the occasional, like, event comes up. You know, we were talking in the pre-show. If you want to get some hot takes on Arena Cube, <laughs> be, become a patron. Uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, like, the last two days, it's been Arena Cube. That's what I've gotten played to get my wins. Hello? Did I lose, did I lose you? Yes, for a second. Sorry. That's right. <clears throat> the last thing I heard yeah. was, I just, last two days was, I played Arena Cube to get my wins. Yeah, yep. Um, I tried Arena Cube. I didn't love it so much. But, yeah, I mean, that's basically all you're doing on Arena is, you know, grinding out your daily rewards to keep up with the program and then occasionally jumping in something fun yeah it's not like like you're not prep like i said before you're not prepping for any event there's nothing really that matters yeah i I, if you were like into the like uh mythic qualifier weekends or arena opens i guess arena opens now right if those are if that's your thing or i guess arena opens and mythic qualifier weekends then you're prepping Mm -hmm. for those but like i don't know like part of me just doesn't want to spend whatever it is, $15 or whatever to like enter the arena tournament. Yeah. It's like, I can do this for free. Right. And not have like the stress of like, Oh man. Yeah. I'm spending $15 to do something I would normally do for free. Right. So, okay. Yeah. The last thing, and this is kind of where this idea started, at least in my head. Okay. Oh, so at, I wrote this whole article and it was different from what you and what yeah, you envisioned. But I liked it. I liked it. So I just it. Was right. I was thinking about like how cards had changed. Okay. Right. And the thing that struck me is we did our, our Challenger deck episode, like our first one. Uh-huh. And yep. there was like the blue red, like, you know, knockoff Drake's version. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying like Niv Mizzet was like by far one of the best cards in this small standard or this last mm-hmm. small standard, I can't imagine him being bad going yeah. forward. Like it seems like a card that will just be standard playable for its whole time in standard. So like buying this challenger deck gives you this card. That's going to be clearly in the top. I don't know. Yeah. 20 cards in standard mm-hmm. for its time in standard. Right. And that was wildly wrong. <laughs> that card had, did not get resolved for like the last 18 months of standard yeah. that it was in. Right. And that's just because from Niv visit, right. Like I think that guilds of Ravnica mm-hmm. could be like viewed as like the last set of the old times. Yeah. Cause allegiance, we got the Allegi- start of the great Simic menace. Yeah. Like that's hydroid crisis and wilderness wreck. Yeah. We're there and that's like the 
the big mana payoff in Hydroid Crisis, yep. and like the mana doubler slash like zero mana engines right. in Wilderness Wreck. And like that's where design seemed to like fly off the handle. So like yeah. I have here like for the longest time Simic was one of the worst color combinations. It, laughably it just didn't do anything right yeah. like the color combination like they kind of drew cards they kind of had like reasonably sized creatures like the green part should be big but didn't always work out in the simic colors like, like it had prior, the... prior to like 2019 what was the the best simic gold card that you can think of the best simic gold card uh, I have no idea. Like Coiling Oracle? Coiling Oracle. Shardless Agent. Oh, yeah, Shardless Agent. Shardless. Um, there's, oh gosh, there's the like cube card that like counters a spell and you, or bounces a spell and you get one ones equal to its converted mana cost. From uh, like. Void Slime? No, Void Slime's the counter. This is a bounce. It's like four blue, oh. green, bounce a thing, get one ones equal to the number of like to its converted mana cost. Okay. Like that was like a card that blew me out in cube on more than one occasion. But yeah, like nothing. Like Simic right. was not a like color combination that got played in like older formats. Like Teamer Delver existed because you could like you wanted like Bolt, Tarmogoyf and stifle right right it wasn't like you were like playing any specifically blue or green like card like simic cards yeah no you, wanted, you just wanted the green bodies yeah you wanted goif yep. and then you were playing blue red right right now since um since our podcast started also mm -hmm. i was wildly long on hydroid crisis i was like it's gonna it's gonna be like a four mana a six mana four four flyer that drew you two cards like that's <laughs> fine like i didn't i didn't know that we were gonna have Nissa. it was just always gonna be like a you know tap seven lands refill your hand make like a one turn clock yeah uh right before we started recording this show i was playing a game on arena with simic and i forget what deck my opponent was on but we were, you know, going back and forth just fine. We were both out of cards in hand. We both had, it was like parody on board. And I resolved a Hydroid Crisis for X equals 10. And my opponent roped me. Just roped you out because you resolved a Crisis? I, it was, Crisis was still on the stack with the trigger. And he went from three timeouts to zero. <laughs> wow. Yep. <laughs> like, I don't understand that, like thought process because like you're wasting your time too yeah. as the roper right right like you're ro wasting the ropey time yep. but you're wasting yours like you could be like three turns into the, your next match yeah man my time's it. important my time's more important than your time is well not yours in particular but yeah whoever my opponents yeah but you're still wasting your time right yeah. well that, yeah that's what i mean yeah okay so crisis then after Crisis, nine months later, yeah, Oko. The Great Elkin Menace. The Great Elkin Menace. To the point that the last GP we ever went to, people yeah. were cosplaying Elk. 
people were cosplaying yes, were. elk in the pro tour there were vendors there that sold out of elk tokens yes it was just all elk all the time yeah and then we hit him with the uro man three, three mana months, green spells three months after that yeah. hit him with the uro the okie doke. The okie doke. We went okie doke yeah. and urioke. So, well, no, like, Oko and then or I guess Uro's the doke. Yeah. So, we just oak, went like oak, in the course of one calendar year, we yep. took Simic from eh to the best thing to do in every format that Uro and Oko are legal. Well, that Uro's legal in. Right. And the only thing to do in Legacy. Right. It is literally the only thing to do in Legacy. Mm-hmm. Right from we don't play these colors to you can only play these colors. <laughs> yeah. And that doesn't even count like Gross Spiral. Yeah, like Gross Spiral was there too. Yeah. I guess I don't have on here, but we have a whole episode on this. Like the the engines that require no card investment or no mana investment. Well, yeah, I mean, you alluded to it yeah. in uh, Wilderness Wreck. But Wilderness Wreck, Fires of Invention, yeah. um, these cards that just, like, get going and immediately pay you off. Uh, Omnath, before it got banned, was the same way. Field of the Dead. Field of the Dead. Like, you just, you get so much for so little. And that yep. used to not be, like, if you had an engine, there was tension of, I, re- I resolved my engine piece, okay... I've got to untap with it. Right. And now like you, your engine resolves and you're already doing 50. Right. Like they're like, you're already, it's already going. Yeah. You've so already been paid off. It doesn't yeah. matter if they take care of it or not. Yeah. We had the static abilities on planeswalkers. This was a whole new design thing. This happened right after we started, right? It was yep. war was shortly after we started. Yep. And, um, we described it a while back in the planeswalker episode as you can think of it as like you have a plus one or a zero ability that is always gets activated on your, on your planeswalker. Right. Then you get to activate another one. So you're basically Mm -hmm. activating two planeswalker loyalty abilities every turn. Yep. And the ones that are kind of most egregious are, well, the two that are most egregious are Teferi time raveler and Narset. Yeah. Right. If we've learned nothing over these last two years is it's putting you can't or your opponent can't on a card mm-hmm. makes magic less fun. Way less fun. Right. Teferi, you can't cast your spells. Yep. Narset, you can't draw cards. Right. Like just makes the game less fun. Like I understand like big Chandra being like, you can't counter me. Okay. Like, Oh, that's fine. Cause it only happens once. It doesn't yeah. happen every turn until you answer the card. Yeah, It's not like it says, this and other red spells you control can't be countered. I'm looking at you, Alashore Shepherd. Um, <laughs> right? Like, so you have those as, like, the, the you can't things are less fun. And yeah. then, like, uh, five mana Nissa who shakes the world, right? That yeah. card somehow was only maxed out at, like, $4 when that was, like, the best card in the best standard deck. Yeah, kind of crazy. For like 18 months? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, games just were like, oh, man, if my opponent... Un-. Nissa was the closest to, like, an engine that you had to untap with, but she also just gave you a 3-3 and 2 mana. Right. 
when you yeah, play she her, only cost three mana. She was only three mana. And if you untapped with her, the game ended because you just cast a crisis for 10. Right. And then it was just like, oh, okay. They have this giant creature that I have to deal with. They have this planeswalker I have to deal with. And they have six new cards or five new yeah. cards. Yikes. And a new, another 3-3 three, three every turn. And a 3-3, three, three, yeah. So, like, just the static ability on planeswalkers, like, has changed how planeswalkers play. Yeah. And kind of like vehicles with a uh, smuggler's copter or equipment with GTA, right? Yeah. Planeswalkers weren't a new card type. Right. But giving them the static ability, they didn't know how to balance it. Mm-hmm. They just didn't know. And there were a lot of very high profile misses. Have they done a static ability every set since then? <sighs> Let me think here. So Big Chandra can't be countered. We got Nissa and Zen Rising. Nissa and Zendikar Rising. Was there I'm like trying to go through. So what was last fall set was they didn't do one in throne. Right? There wasn't one in throne? Um we had Royal Scions. Uh Garrick. Garrick doesn't have one, right? The, Garrick doesn't have one. The loyalty ability is on the tokens. Yeah. So there wasn't one in throne. Yeah. There isn't one in in Theros either. Elspeth has, has escape, yeah. But the other ones don't have anything. Right. I mean, Elspeth having escape does not override the fact that you have to play planes in your deck. So she's un- well, been unplayable. True, but I mean, she does technically have a static ability. Yeah, you get treat like escape as a static ability. Yeah. And then is there a static ability in uh, uh, Icoria? Yeah, don't you get to look at the top card of your library for Viv? Oh, yeah, Vivian. Yeah, Vivian has one. Yeah. yeah. And then... Core, Core 21 had to ferry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can activate him twice. Yep. Um, at instant speed. At instant speed. And yep. then, um, yeah, you can activate him at instant speed. And yep. then Zendikar, yeah, Zendikar. Yeah, so I guess they missed Throne? Yeah. Yeah, so Throne's the only one. Could you imagine if they, like, slapped some, like, ridiculous, like, static on Oko? Oh man! <laughs> All el- Your opponent can only spend blue mana, black mana. Yeah, just something absurd. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, like it just seems like they missed on that. Yeah. And cards now are just way more value than we have ever seen before. Yeah. Right? Very much so. Like Field um, of the Dead, Uro, and yeah, just Dreadhorde rewards you for playing your game. Yeah, like, you know, Dreadhorgan Arcanist, like, you looked at it and you weren't like, oh, this card is great. Like, the card is, like, a must-kill in Legacy. Right. And Yeah, I don't think anybody looked at that card and said, oh, this is going to be, like, the new Delver. Yeah, it's like, no, it is the new Delver. It's like, I get to cast Ponder every turn for free? Oh. Right. And then, just, like, to illustrate Power Creep is... I think that we now get a legacy card, Mm -hmm. one to three legacy cards in every set, 
where probably we to get one legacy card every two to three sets once a year maybe once a year and now these cards are like creating whole archetypes right and like you know field of the dead found its way into legacy for a while yeah. uh dreadhorde arcanist teferi mm-hmm. narset like narset is a deck oko renin six oko renin six uro right i mean i was thinking about like cons like cons block mm-hmm. yeah monastery mentor like for the block and like, swift spear swift spear if, and i like, guess um if you want to call burn a legacy deck well yeah Ooh, didn't fire. uh <laughs> i was gonna doesn't say burn 12 like... play Ooh, <laughs> doesn't 12 plus play ugin Again, as someone who has most of 12 uh, posts in a stack, uh, ready not to be slaved, deck. not a real deck. But yeah, we like named some cards for like some fringe decks. Like Mentor was yeah. like, but Mentor was a win con for miracles and like weird yeah. like tin fins builds. Yep. But it was like you replaced one win con with another win con. Yeah, it wasn't a whole new archetype for sure. Yeah, it wasn't like the linchpin. It was like, I'm going to play two of these. Or right. like, you know, 12 Post was like, well, Ugin's a way better finisher Karn. than Karn. So I'm going to yeah. play Ugin. Right? It wasn't like 12 Post didn't exist as a deck and then this card was printed. It was like, this is a deck now. Like right. the only other set that came close to kind of what we've seen or block is the like battle for Zendikar with Eldrazi with Eldrazi. But that was, that was something that was like, there's all this fast mana and nothing to do with it. Right. It already existed. These are giving me things to do with it. Yeah. Right. But it just seems like every set it's like, Oh, Hey, here's veil of summer, aether guest and field of the dead from a freaking core set. (laughs) <laughs> that are now just like in every deck. Right. Two of which are uncommons. Two yeah, two like uncommons. Like, oh yeah. like you're watching legacy content and someone's like, if I just draw a veil of summer here, I just win the game. Yeah. If I have a veil right now, I just win. And it's like, oh my God. <laughs> right. And so you like just there's just I said in the pre show, right? Like our sets now there's a lot of tens, mm-hmm. but the problem is, is that we get two or three twelves, right? Seemingly in every set, and then every format is about playing that those twelves. Yeah, how many twelves can you fit in your deck? How many twelves can you put in your deck? And like, since there are so many twelves from like, you know, there are more twelves from 2019 and 2020. Yeah. Then there are twelves from 2018 to like what, 1993 or whatever. Yeah. Or 94. Right. So there are more twelves in the last two years than there were in the previous 25 years. Yeah. And so, right, all the older formats are just like play all these twelves. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, look at Battle for or look at Zedekar Rising. Like, you know, Skyclave Apparition. Is the most played card, most played creature in modern. Yeah. And I don't think that card's egregious. Like, I think it just does a thing. Yeah. Right. It's fine. Right. But like, 
Omnath. Omnath is a 12. Yes. And it just is getting played in modern now. Mm-hmm. Right? And, like, the barrier, like, the barrier to get into Legacy in modern used to be super high. And now yeah. it's, like, every set you're, like, okay, what are the modern cards I need to get? Yeah. And that's just a different feel than we've had in, like, my five or six years before this. Mm-hmm. To now, like it was, it's just been like, oh, every set there's a card that you know goes into or makes a new archetype in modern or legacy. Yeah. So we've gone long, which is, I could be just like the, uh, the tagline for our podcast casual tryhard. We've gone long. <laughs> um, but, I think we're going to call it here. We had a bunch of questions from the Discord. Well, it, it was actually just one question. It kind of fit with the theme, so I like expanded on it some. But uh, yeah, I think we're going to save that for next week. We'll do so that. Squirp, we're coming for you next week. We will, we will get to you. But So with all that, I think we have a 100th episode. We have a 100th episode. It's in the books. It's, it's official. It's official. Yep. So if you would like to... Uh, get us and again like let us know let us know how we've uh made your life a little bit better in our 100 episodes you can get us on twitter at casual tripod yeah hit us up and let us know pros and cons how we used to be how we are now especially you uh long time listeners you can find us on facebook casual tryhard mtg you can also drop us an email show at casual tryhard mtg.com if you're looking to pick up singles around the holidays when prices are cheap, we're going to talk about that next week a little bit. Uh, please use our TCG player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Anything you purchase after following that link won't cost you a penny. It does help the show out. We get a small sliver to help keep the show rolling. If you want to support us a little bit more directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. Um, we got something special in the books for our patrons, so stay tuned for that. We also have a Discord server, links in the description, links on Twitter, links on Facebook. Get in there, start talking, give us some more show ideas. I think we got next week's episode covered, but maybe we don't have anything for between Christmas and New Year's. So if there's anything you guys want to hear about, let us know. So with that, we'll catch you on the internet. We will catch you guys on the internet for episode 101. Also, just, you know, thinking of long-term listeners, Chuckles, mm-hmm. we haven't forgot about you. Yeah. Yeah, Chuckles. What's going on with Chuckles? I have no idea. I haven't heard of Chuckles in a long yeah. time. We used to shout out Chuckles all the time. Oh, that's true. We did. And now there's been no Chuckles in a while. So, Chuckles, we haven't forgot. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I actually don't know how much Chuckles is coming around the store anymore. I think he started playing out in Conway, so. Oh, no. Yeah. Chuckles, we haven't forgot. What have you done, Chuckles? Yeah. Also, this is uh, Anthony. Thank you for listening to last week's show. Yeah. Yeah. Anthony listened to last week's show? Yeah, he was like, oh, Christos? He was in for Christos. (laughs) It's like, come on, man. Yeah.